Awesome. We are live. Welcome, everyone, to our Horizon Weekly Insider number 121. Today is Monday, January 24th of 2022. Thanks for joining us live here, as usual, on Discord and YouTube. And please be aware that we are recording this call and will also be available for you to check out later in our Horizon podcast in case that you miss any of our updates. Also, please remember to ask your questions on Menti for the team. We will, we will answer the top uh, three at the end. Uh, we'll be providing here in the chat section the link. So let's kick it off right away with our first update from the engineering department. I'll welcome Alberto. Thank you, Angie. Let's see what we have for today. Okay, let's start from the SDK, where the final code review uh, for what regards the integration of the situation withdrawal circuit into the SDK is proceeding. And in parallel, we are also reviewing additional pull requests for general improvements to be included in the next versions of the SDK. Uh, a total of six pull requests were reviewed and approved uh, in the last few days. So, good progress there. Furthermore, uh, always related to the SDK, this last week we conducted a workshop here in Milan uh, with the goal of detailing the design for a sidechain that integrates an EVM into it, and in particular the Ethereum virtual machine. So uh, the workshop was very productive. Uh, we came up with a, uh, a design draft, and obviously uh, the, the implementation will be the next step. So. Just to clarify here, um, we identified what are the uh, customization we have to do on top of the SDK um, to integrate um, an EVM. And this uh, means, uh, for example, uh, uh, we designed um, the transaction that is able to uh, declare a smart contract, uh, the transaction that is able to uh, execute a smart contract, and, and obviously, um, all the, uh, let me say, needed changes for storing uh, the state of the EVM while executed, uh, the impacts in terms of memory pool, the, uh, the, the fee, or better, the gas <laughs> in this case, uh, and the fee calculation that is, uh, uh, it's not anymore static, but is dynamic based on the execution of it. I mean, all these kind of things uh, have been um, Say, uh, seen in details, and uh, we ended up with a draft uh, that uh, it's, uh, in my opinion, uh, let me say, um, enough detailed uh, to start the development. So, uh, a very good progress there, also considering that it is uh, uh, one of the uh, priorities uh, uh, for the next months. And, uh, and also, I would say that uh, the amount uh, of work, I mean, it's obviously, as you can as you can imagine, we are integrating an EVM, but uh, let me say it's not um, it's not scary. You know, it's 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 a it's a follow. So uh, we will uh, keep you posted about this. Okay, let's proceed uh, of, with the circuit and uh, uh, for the C session withdrawal in particular, where we implemented some improvements that have been proposed during the code review to make the circuit faster and more secure. The final review is now proceeding after these few changes. In addition to that, always related to the circuit, we started working on the next one, uh, that is the mention block reference implementation, and we're also performing the first level of code review on other two circuits, and they are the forward transfer and the base transaction circuit. 
let's proceed with Zendu, where we developed a refactoring of the building system. And thanks to this refactoring, the Zendu binaries for Linux can now be easily built, also with CLang, in, additional, uh, in addition to uh, the default G this GCC compiler. And this brings more flexibility and also the possibility to rely on additional static code analysis tools that are very useful to improve the overall quality of the source code. And last but not least, uh, the, on the proving system side, uh, the implementation of the accumulator of, uh, let me say, the inner sum check uh, has been completed. So it's being reviewed as of now. And furthermore, as mentioned last time, we started looking at ways to simulate the floating pointer in matrix uh, that may be needed, for instance, for the staking procedure and the incentive scheme. We determined that uh, for some operations, including the staking procedure, and in particular for the slot leader election, it is important to implement floating pointer matrix, as I was mentioning last time. Therefore, we're working on a document that details the required number of constraints uh, and more. Uh, last but not least, uh, regarding the proof system, uh, we finished the implementation of the gadgets for small integer arithmetic, and they are supporting new useful arithmetic operations as, such as multiplication and additionally providing for each operation variants uh, that ensure that no overflows occur in the operation. Additionally, we have introduced a gadget to support comparison operations, which will be available for field elements and integer of an arbitrary number of B. I mean, it was not uh, so quick, but uh, probably all for today. Back to you, Angie. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alberto, for the engineering updates. Let's continue with Vano for some of the BD updates and operation side. Hello, everyone. Uh, there are quite a few things I wanted to update our community about as well. First of all, thanks to the great work by Eureka and Chronic and by coordinating with Poinomi team as well, we have finally fixed the integration and Zen is once again usable for our community members who are using Coinomi as their primary wallet. On to the exchange listings, Zen has been listed on Binance Liquid Swap, which is a product of Binance.com, and it is technically a centralized liquidity pool um, based on AMM principles. Uh, Zen is listed there with two peers, USDT and BNB. And now this is uh, a very interesting and useful product because it allows everyone to take native Zen, not wrapped, but native Zen, without having enough to run a node and also get rewarded on top of that. Our community has long been requested such products for Zen, and even though reward rate is quite high, please note that risks are high as well, because you are subject to all the risks that come with AMM model, liquidity pools and exchanges, like impermanent loss, for example. So do your own research first, but I'm really excited for this integration. Um, next, we have also been listed at OKCoin Exchange, which was founded back in 20. 13 and is based in US and is a top 30 exchange by coin market cap ranking and although they offer their services globally this is primarily another venue for our US based community to get easier access to zen and we have a direct fiat peer there zen usd last announcement is about bitget exchange integration which is a top 100 singapore based exchange and interestingly they have lots of traffic from south korea and china as well 
and it is mainly focused on the Asian markets, obviously. We have a spot Zen USDT pure there. That's all update is from my side. Back to you, Angie. Thank you, Vano, as well for the great BD updates and also excited for those new partnerships and collabs. Um, let's continue with Rosario for the product and engineering updates. Hi, Angie, and happy Monday, everyone on the team and the commu uh, Horizon community. All right. So for today, just wanted to, uh, so you heard from Alberto about the, the EVM and other, and other uh, updates as well. But uh, one thing I, I'd like to highlight is, is the EVM, and that's one of our top priorities for the Horizon ecosystem. The other uh, top priority that's being worked on in parallel is the tokenization platform. And this is a bit of a, a catch-up. So we have Zendu, which is our uh, sidechain uh, side uh, technology. And we will have this tokenization platform uh, that will enable uh, tokens to be launched on Horizon. So uh, we've defined the MVP and uh, and also are in, in process of defining, okay, post-MVP, what, what is a best-in-class uh, tokenization platform? And I wanted to use today uh, as a, a bit of a change because we've, we've, we are starting to shift uh, the way that we're doing projects. So now the product managers will play an extremely important uh, part in the, the development cycle and looking externally of uh, how we should be planning uh, product uh, functionality and features. I'd like to introduce Victor. Uh, you've met him before on previous Insiders, but Victor, why don't you tell us a little bit about the tokenization platform? Rosario, uh, just make check before starting. Loud and clear. Great. Thanks for, for having me. Uh, thanks for uh, uh, all uh, the introduction. Uh, yeah, we have just finished the... Uh, um, adding features to our MVP for the tokenization platform. We will have, uh, let's say, this platform that will be uh, a whole project uh, um, composed by, mm, let's say, maybe uh, mainly three parts from the backend side. So there will be a side chain uh, packed on uh, our main chain and uh, fueled uh, with Zen as well. Um, and uh, then we have uh, two, let's say, uh, pieces that we can call uh, front ends or uh, tools uh, that uh, will be uh, will will use uh, this sidechain that will be one wallet and one block explorer. Block explorer will um, uh, support all the functionality, so it will be a separate one from the one of the main chain, and will uh, uh, enable. Uh, owners of the tokens uh, to understand all uh, uh, exchanges, uh, transfers uh, of these tokens. Uh, the tokens, uh, yes, I'm using the plural here because uh, uh, right from the MVP, the uh, sidechain uh, will support, uh, at least from the backend side, from the first version of the backend side, multi-token. So we uh, will um, allow, uh, let's say, uh, the owners, issuers of uh, any kind of project uh, to launch their own uh, currency or project uh, supported by their own uh, tokenomics uh, and uh, we will uh, uh, make this uh, sidechain uh, more flexible at, as it can be uh, in order to support uh, as many use cases as possible. 
um, for this uh, kind of um, uh, let's say approach we uh, decided that uh, it will be more important to uh, fully support uh, fungible tokens uh, let's say from this uh, use cases uh, perspective, uh, postponing uh, the NFTs uh, for next version, uh, for next release uh, of this product. Um, the first version of the sidechain will support uh, the minting, of course, of new tokens. Uh, the declaration uh, that will be our, uh, let's say, um, uh, counterpart of uh, a smart contract for the RC20 token um, that is uh, let's say uh, th that will allow people to declare their own token in our sidechain uh, apart from that uh, we are adding uh, uh, we finished adding uh, late uh, last features uh, because the development is already finished uh, from the backend side of the um, of the sidechain itself uh, we just finished uh, including the burning of assets uh, as a feature and uh, the, we support uh, uh, tokens uh, with limited and unlimited supply. So in case uh, you would like, for example, to uh, build uh, your use cases uh, uh, in more flexible manner. So uh, all it, it all can be, um, let's say, configured uh, right using uh, uh, RESTful APIs, directly um, hosting a node and uh, uh, establishing a dialogue uh, with it uh, or with um, uh, a set of tools that we are uh, building uh, with time. Uh, tools, uh, I started uh, with the introduction of uh, a wallet, uh, the web wallet, that uh, from its day one uh, will support Zeni token, that will be the first currency we will have on the, um, the sidechain. From my side, it's, uh, that's all. In case you have some uh, questions, please feel free. Now, thank you for that. Uh, and I'm sure community will have uh, more questions for you. But I, so I, I just wanted to start this off because product will be leading the way in terms of usability of this. We will be holding you, uh, um, Victor and John, accountable to, to our uh, community in making best in class. So if you have any complaints, uh, you know who to who to contact. All right, uh, next to you. Thank you so much, uh, Rosario, for the updates. And I do believe we would like to introduce a new member that recently joined us. Uh, Chen Hui, if you're around to introduce yourself, uh, we would like to welcome you uh, to the uh, weekly insider. Yeah, thank you. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you all. This is Chen Hui. Yeah, I graduated the university in 2014 and worked in Malaysia for three years. And then I moved here in Canada in 2017, started working in blockchain industry. Uh, my specialty is uh, smart contract and deep development. I don't have any amazing history, but I have worked on several well-known blockchain companies like Foundation, Sperax.io, and Dixdow teams. Uh, in my free time, I love playing esports and reading books. I'm happy to join this great company since I can learn about new blockchain and can be builder of 
brand new projects. Thank you. Thank you, Chinghui, for uh, joining the team. And thanks, Angie, for not letting me forget uh, to introduce Chinghui. So Chinghui is joining us uh, on the our smart contracting team. So this is a new team that we've uh, uh, developed. And uh, they're going to be the uh, one of the initial teams that will build our, our next DeFi-type products. So we have AMM and other types of uh, products that you uh, will uh, that you use right now, and those will be available on the Horizon ecosystem. So welcome to the team, Chen Hui, and it's uh, great to have this newly formed smart contracts team. All right, and that's that's it from the product side, Angie. Thank you so much, Rosario, and uh, welcome again, uh, Chen Hui. Uh, okay, so now let's welcome Rob for the leadership updates and the Q&A session. Welcome, Rob. Thanks, Angie. Hello, everyone. Um, okay, let's see. So I've got a few topics I'll cover in a short amount of time. Number one, so I, I guess the first thing is I will respond to a couple of some community sentiment that I've been reading, you know, over the weekend and some conversations. Guys, thank you, as always, to community members who do, you know, join our Discord and our, our comm channels and chat, because hearing from you it actually makes all the difference in the world and, and definitely gives us the opportunity to share more about what we're doing, but also to really hear about what you want. In uh, Trollolino, obviously, you are absolutely critical. Loved your comments, commentary over the weekend about the markets. So first point, markets are crazy, uh, but the good news is we've been here before, been here, done that. Uh, we know exactly how to proceed. And in fact, I would say that this has not been all that much of a surprise, given the macro uncertainty Inflation coming in in the U.S. at seven percent, and globally, you know, depending where you are in the world, in in many cases much higher. And of course, because of that, central bank policy shifts really in monetary policy to accommodate some of the things that are going on. Now that said, we are not trying to define uh, macroeconomic cycles, money and credit cycles, and, and divine the wishes of central bankers. Clearly not. But as an ecosystem, as a team operating. In this industry, we have to at least be cognizant of what's going on and have contingency plans so that no matter what happens in the market, we as a team can continue functioning and Horizon as a project as an ecosystem keeps on powering on, right? Uh, and that's what we're doing. That's what we've been preparing for for basically the last year, uh, maybe you know more like two years, where we've been putting away reserves, building out our team, and getting the technology path in, you know, on its way towards a very sustainable Point and building out different different organizations in the sector system, like Horizon Labs, raising capital and doing all those kinds of fun things that are absolutely essential and really set the stage for where we are today. So even though crypto markets have been going nuts, and by nuts I mean just taking a no nosedive in terms of prices, uh, we're fully prepared and just want to assuage any concerns out there that number one, uh, this team that you hear from weekly is is very much stable in fact we're continuing to expand the team uh we have reserves uh we have our mission we know what we're doing and we're just going to continue executing on that mission uh i see no show showstoppers roadblocks or any deviations in current strategy based on the current market All right so everything's moving forward now uh what i really care about and what's uh, increased increase in importance is that we do deliver uh, and this is why the team is so focused and it, it doesn't take a market crisis to kick us into action. We're already in action and the team's already executing towards 
two really important deliveries, and you've heard about both of them here. So number one, you just heard uh, an excellent overview from Victor of what we're doing with the tokenization platform. And Victor, Rosario is kind of half joking. Don't worry, you're, you're, you're not being held accountable only by yourself. We're all accountable, right, as a team. Um, but guys, as a community, it's nice to know that we do have uh, really high quality professionals like Victor and the team working specifically on these deliveries. So the tokenization platform is number one. It's absolutely critical because now that Zendu is delivered, now it's really important that we race to be able to make use of it and really catch this project up uh, into important elements of the crypto world. Number one, tokens. The ability to issue both fungible and then subsequently to that non-fungible tokens, NFTs, is our primary mission, in, at least in terms of short-term deliverables. Uh, the team's hyper-focused. We're going to do this. Uh, and this is a really important element out there. Let me just say, point number, like a corollary point here is um, the fact that you heard from Victor, who runs, you know, he, he's on the product team and he's running this from a product perspective. This is our first time of really productizing our technology. This is the key, really important element here is that we're delivering an important piece of technology, a, a tokenization platform, but we're doing it in a product-centric way, which means all of the supporting elements to make it usable to the community and you know to other users, you know, projects that want to issue their own tokens. All of that is being delivered with the MVP that we get into testnet first and then on to mainnet, and we're targeting end of Q1. That's the big mandate here. End of Q1, we want this not to mainnet, and we want it onto mainnet in a productized way so that it's fully functional and fully usable. Now, fully functional per the, the initial set of functions that we're adding to it, which Victor importantly clarified will will likely not include NFTs. That'll come with the second uh, subsequent delivery. Point number two, big element number two that we're delivering, EVM chain. Now, this Alberto gave you guys a quick update on it. I view it as absolutely critical for a variety of str strategic reasons. Um, and the, the first important thing to mention here is that Alberto, Alexander, uh, and, and the team uh, got together last week in person in Milan, and they hashed through uh, the preliminary design for how this will work uh, within Horizon. So getting an Ethereum virtual machine to operate on a sidechain in Horizon is a non-trivial element, but what, what comforts me, and hopefully will comfort you guys, is the fact that in the past, we had a lot of unknown unknowns with our technology because we were inventing things from scratch. We're not inventing anything here. We're taking two things that exist in EVM and RSDK, and we're integrating them. So there should not be unknown unknowns here, and we think we fully understand the design. Um, and the, the other bit of good news here is we are potentially working with another uh, very high quality dev shop um, to potentially accelerate this integration and delivery. So this is our next big thing. And I want to be responsive to one of our community members had a question here about, okay, we're integrating an EVM, we're going to make this uh, interoperable as well as compatible with Ethereum. And by interoperable here, I mean, we're going to have a bridge to Ethereum. That's another uh, delivery item that we want to do. We're going to do well, will we also do this with other L1s and L2s out there? For instance, there are a dozen other prominent EVMs operating in other L1 ecosystems, will we also uh, you know, bridge into them and be interoperable with them? The answer is absolutely. This is definitely our vision here is we want to be interoperable and compatible with the industry. We're not going to stop with Ethereum. We're just starting there because it just makes complete sense. Okay, so um, what else we got here? Um, 
Now, how does the the market crisis, if you want to call this a crisis now, the price drop, where does it have impact? Well, clearly, we have to be cognizant of the impact to the Treasury, even though our team is sufficiently funded and, and executing on its mission. We do have uh, implications with like the, the basket, that pool of resources available to us as an ecosystem has declined significantly with the price of Zen. Right? There's no way around that. We, we get Zen inbound with every block that's mined. And that Zen has an economic value relative, you know, defined by whatever the market determines that to be. Um, so what, where this impacts us is really on the margin and really on how we think about rolling out some of the strategic initiatives that would support things like, okay, we launch an EVM, um, an EVM chain, then that is going to kick off heavily our road to DeFi. You know, that's going to kick off. We'll probably do our first AMM, quite frankly, on the, the EVM chain. We'll probably do our first peer-to-peer lending pool on the EVM chain, and we'll probably do the first dozen smart contracts via the EVM versus having dedicated side chains for them. So what this means is, you know, to the extent that we have resources to fund other, you know, entrepreneurs and developers who want to go and launch smart contracts in our ecosystem, that pool of available resources obviously just, you know, declined a bit. That said, we're still early days. We still have these key infrastructure deliveries to make. So it wouldn't even make sense to fund these things now. So really, um, we just need to keep this in mind and be cognizant of how we roll out subsequent strategies or strategic elements. Um, we just need to do this in a conservative and I would say uh, sustainable way. I, I don't see any, any uh, you know, major issues from my vantage point at this point. Um, okay, so to, to wrap this up, I'm going to say we're, we're pushing forward on a variety of fronts, really important ones. You heard from Vano on new exchange listings, liquidity pools with Binance, Coinomi, reintegration, all really important things. And the, the major point here, our mission is to make Zen more accessible and usable to you guys, to the community. We're going to keep moving forward there. Uh, technology, quality, and reach you know, is being constantly improved by team building and delivering these key things like tokenization, EBMs. Um, also expanding like DevOps, for instance, um, you know, doing continuous improvements and bringing on other teams like uh, our auditors that we're working with, potential QA testing groups and so forth. We're moving forward on all of those things. Uh, and what I'm going to remind you guys is we're also continuing to move forward with plans to decentralize governance and improve governance of the ecosystem. I think we do an okay job right now. You know, we set things up uh, with multiple organizations and entities that can be you know, well-governed individually, but um, we are going to be re-engaging with a prominent law firm that is just has expertise in crypto governance. Um, and we're going to be you know, basically looking to take governance to the next level. Part of this, uh, but not dependent on the, the law firm's analysis, is we will be launching HCC formally as a formal legal entity, actually in the coming weeks. Uh, Dean's taking lead, like I've told you guys before, but very quickly, we're going to be forming an initial starter council, a really small council, small group, prominent community members and people with certain domain expertise, so that then we can quickly launch like the, the next phase, which is expanding the council, you know, and then rolling out processes, procedures. So this is just an open, open governance uh, you know, organization. And then the HCC, I, you know, personally, I view this as the entity that's tasked with Road to DAO. So HCC is all about, you know, in, in engaging with the community, aggregating sentiment, but not just stopping there, but actually moving this, this ecosystem forward towards an actual DAO. 
Um, this is the holy grail, really, that end state, uh, or maybe end state's even the wrong term for it, but I think a critical element where uh, I, I believe, like my vision that, that I want to see is I want an ecosystem with multiple diverse independent organizations, but also some elements of direct democracy. Like we, we have to get this out there so that people can you know, vote uh, directly and have a say directly in how we do things. They don't have to be technical minded per se, where they can get into the Zenit process and write a, you know, um, you know, pull, pull requests on GitHub to go propose something. But, you know, people of varied backgrounds and varied interests, you know, can actually come in and have a, you know, uh, a direct say in how this ecosystem evolves. So right. anyway, all of this is going on. This is a huge year for us. And, you know, try not to get too down about the markets. Uh, the markets are what they are. But no matter what happens in the markets, we're going to keep executing moving forward. Thanks, guys. I'll stop here. Great. Thank you so much, Rob, uh, for those updates. And let's see. I do see that some of the questions were already commented by Rob, but uh, let's see if we can get some more. What is the next thing I'm preparing for? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Angie, I missed the question. Can you repeat that? Yeah, sure. So number one is, what is the next big thing Horizon is preparing for? Oh, man, so many. All right. So look, guys, technology, tokenization, EVM, open governance. These are all those really big things that, um, you know, we're completely laser focused to roll out. Um, and we have, a, I, I think, a very credible and, you know, near term all the way through, like near term deliveries all the way through end of the year. So this year's roadmap is pretty awesome and gets us to the point where the ecosystem itself will be much more sustainable and just open so that open to participation. Great. Uh, the second question is, do drawdowns like over the past few weeks affect funding for company expansion, for example, new hires, ongoing expenses, etc.? Are those funds not subject to market vol volatility? Yeah, so I mean, look, big picture in theory, absolutely subject to market volatility to some extent, but the sensitivity to market volatility is much less than it used to be in the past. Uh, number one, because we have multiple organizations now that are independently funded and have capital, or actually well capitalized to continue operations and continue expanding. Uh, and also because as an ecosystem, you know, we have reserves. Uh, we've never had more reserves, and we had reserves preparing specifically for this moment. So as of now, what I would say on the margin, you know, big drawdowns in the market like this, impact us on say future spending plans but they're not even close to impacting our hiring schedule yet and and our ability to continue executing on the current roadmap okay next question is what can people do on their tokenization platform can they create nfts and metaverse yeah so initially i, I mean ultimately it's gonna be everything right everything you, you would have from any crypto ecosystem out there. But initially, and importantly for the MVP, we just want to get out there with the, the initial capabilities and the MVP tokenization platform will be for like um, fungible tokens. And the next iteration from there will be on non-fungible tokens. We wanted to parse these out so that we're doing interim deliverables and not just bundling everything together. I think bundling everything and then doing bigger deliveries like less frequently is not our approach that we want to take here. We want to, you know, chunk these things out to where we have meaningful deliveries, like implementing fungible tokens. Uh, and that's what we're going to do first. And then the next version will be introducing NFTs with an NFT platform. 
Um, but yeah, so basically anything you can do with like an ERC20 type of token will be um, you know, available with the MVP with the tokenization platform. Awesome. And uh, since we have a tie, I'm just going to go uh, for a last one question. Um, it says, does this market drop affect the venture grant system? Yeah, so actually, that's that's exactly what I was trying to get at by saying projects on the margin. Um, now, we actually have a handful of very interesting venture projects that this won't impact at all, um, because um, the reality is we have you know more than sufficient reserves to continue operations and to invest on the margin but just in terms of like a, a big open you know uh you know grant program yeah sure we want to be probably more conservative on that now the reality is we would want to fund things when the funding is actually meaningful as an example if someone had uh, like a dap that requires an evm type of smart contract there's no reason to fund that now. We would wait until the EVM chain is out, or at least on testnet, before we would fund something like that. So I think the the good news is we can do these things sequentially, and you know the first cohort of projects that would receive funding aren't going to be impacted uh, at all. The second cohort and third cohorts, we probably need to just parse them out into a, like an ordering that just makes sense and pair the funding for when we have you know infrastructure deliveries that make sense for these pro that these re projects require um so as of now um you know I, I don't take the current market situation to actually change any of our plans but we'll revisit so in 3 months you know if if the market continues to be weak then of course we need to be judicious with how we allocate funds and we will have binding funding constraints at that point as of now the the funding you know we, we don't have binding funding constraints that will actually alter any of our current plans Awesome. Thank you so much, Rob, for answering the questions, as well as for the team. Uh, uh, sorry for the community members for contributing with them. Uh, so that's a wrap. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here at Weekly Insider. We'll see you all next Monday for the latest Horizon updates. Have an excellent week. Bye.